What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bags podcast. As always, I am your host. I am Tyler Cole. And let's get right into it. Other fan bases in the Pac-12 are not going to be happy with Arizona. Today is not your day because Kirk Carissa has entered the transfer portal. He saw all of the comments. He saw all of the hate he was getting. And apparently he had no choice but to leave. If he stayed with all the hate he received, he'd probably feel unwelcome. And to some fans, he would be unwelcome. He even confirmed the news on Instagram, posting about his time at Arizona with the caption saying, Tucson, keeping it short and sweet. Thank you for unforgettable three years that I had here. So thankful and grateful for all moments that I shared with my teammates. Bear down always. It's kind of funny because he kind of types like he sounds in real life, but that's besides the point. Then in the comments, he followed it up by saying, yeah, it's me leaving post. Forgot to mention in caption. Figured he meant to say my instead of me, obviously, but English is not his first language. So, well, where do I begin? Kirk Carissa was a good point guard for Arizona. I think we can all agree on that. No matter how you personally feel about him, he was good. Just not when it mattered most in the postseason in March. And he was injured last year in the tournament, as well as this year, as we know. So it's not completely fair to judge his postseason play. But the bottom line is this. When you talk the talk, you have to be able to back it up or don't play. He basically just finished his sophomore season. And I know he's a junior, but in early 2021, he was playing for Estonia in a tournament. He wasn't ruled eligible and then came over to Arizona in February to play for basically a month. It was seven games. And that was his freshman season. And he came into Arizona as a shooter and is leaving as a point guard. From his quote freshman season to his sophomore season, he basically doubled his production. He averaged almost five assists per game, and he went 61-11 and 11 as the starting point guard for Arizona. And seeing the news today, it, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of like a gut punch. I mean, I wanted him to stay, but as either backup point guard or just a pure shooting guard, even though he is a better distributor now, but, but I'm not exactly heartbroken because Arizona now has Kylan Boswell. People saying he might not want to compete with Kylan Boswell for the starting job, as he's going into his senior season. I don't really see that being the case because the whole reason he committed to Arizona was because Sean Miller told him he might not get a lot of playing time given the fact that Arizona at the time had James Akinjo, Terrell Brown, Ben Matherin, and Dalen Terry. And Kerr was like, what? You think I'm scared? You think you telling me that isn't going to make me want to come? I'm committing right now. And he didn't cower or say, you know what, I'm going to check out somewhere else or say, they don't believe in me. No, he grew a pair and committed. Now he's growing a pair and leaving. The only thing now is, since we have one player who doesn't want to remain in Tucson, well, we got another, but we'll get to that later. Is he automatically recruiting his podcast co-host, Pella Larson, to go with him? I doubt it, but I love Pella. Do not take my guy. That's my dude right there. Pella is someone Tommy Lloyd loves. He said he could win Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year if he wanted to. 
And I personally think Pella hasn't even hit close to his ceiling yet. There's a lot more to untap there. And the other thing with Pella is he's somebody that you ask him to do something, he's going to do it. You ask him to come off the bench, he's going to do it. You ask him to shut down a player, he's going to do his best doing that. His stats may not look good, but he'll do what you've told him to do. My only reason for wondering if Kerr was going to recruit him is basically because Kerr is probably going to Xavier to rejoin his old coach, Sean Miller. And BYU's actually been mentioned as well. Shout out to Jason Shear for that info. But regardless of whatever school he goes to, Kerr Carissa, you gave us some memorable moments. I want to go over Kerr's top three moments that I've come up with. Number three is the triple-double against Southern back on November 11th this past season where he had 14 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds. And then for the number two moment, I want to go back to uh, the season before this past season in the 21-22 season where we had Matherin and all those guys on the roster. And you had a sophomore, young King Carissa, as I like to call him, even though he's a villain, uh, dropped a bag on Utah in their home arena with a triple-double having 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. But my number one spot is the favorite Kirk Carissa moment that I think all of us, when we think back on his time here, it just came in such a big moment. And that was the tight game between Arizona and Oregon in McHale Center when college game day was in town. And it always means more when ESPN's in town. So I just want to say thank you, Kerr, for playing for us, but we needed you to become a better defender. And now you might play for somebody who will demand defense out of you in return for playing time. So that's Sean Miller. Plus, you turn the ball over too much. 354 assists and 173 turnovers in his career at Arizona. And they weren't even apple or cherry. No, I'm just kidding. That was hella lame, but I'd been dying to say that because I'm super cheesy. But Kerr had a 2.04 assist to turnover ratio in his career at Arizona. And although he started this season playing really well against the non-conference teams, it just didn't materialize. And honestly, I'm going to miss his rambunctious attitude and his joy for Arizona and the fans. And I wanted to say I'd miss his energy too, but there wasn't enough energy against Princeton. I think after that game and everything that was said about Princeton wanted it more. Tommy gave this roster a long look and agreed with all of us that we need some guys. We need some dogs on this team. And one of the guys from this past year is Kylan Boswell, who is now ready and primed to start at the point guard position for Arizona. And next year, he will no longer be 17. He turns 18 in a month, which means Give him the keys to the offense and let him cook. Let's go. We also have KJ Lewis coming in next year who should have an impact immediately. And we might see him in the backcourt with Boswell, depending on who else comes in from the portal. It's still really early. It's hard to be kind of projecting who is going to come in or whatever. But speaking of the transfer portal, just before I was going to record this podcast, we got news that Adama Ball is transferring. Not a surprise if you ask any Arizona fans, and I hate to say that because you hate to see players leaving, but if it opens a roster spot for someone who is going to contribute right away, you have to do it. You just do. 
especially given how this season ended. I genuinely do feel bad for Adama Ball because he was young when he came to Arizona. And in his freshman year, he had moments where he'd come in, kind of shoot lights out on a three-pointer. Or I'll always remember him coming into the Pac-12 championship game against UCLA in 2022 and hitting two big threes to swing the momentum Arizona's way. And it's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun for Adama Ball this year where we thought he'd be this spark off the bench for Arizona, kind of like he was last year and just light it up. But I'm not sure if the poor kid regressed or lost his confidence, but he just wasn't the same player he was um, in his freshman year in the big moments that we needed him versus this year. He was 8 of 17 from 3 in 2022, which is 47%. And this past year, he was 12 of 34, which is 35%, which isn't terrible, but we know he can shoot well. It's all the other things that Arizona needed from him so that he could just become this kind of complete player and contribute to the team. And it really just didn't materialize this year as far as consistency and the minutes weren't there. And so now he's going to look for somewhere else to find playing time. And I wish him the best. He's young and he's got a lot of time to improve and lead a team someday. So if you're keeping score at home, it's spring and that means cleaning. Arizona's roster for next season is now going to be without Cedric Henderson, Courtney Ramey, Kirk Carissa, and Adama Ball. Do I think anybody else transfers? Well, so far, Jason Shear mentioned that Dylan Anderson could transfer. It's a possibility. Didn't really get the minutes I'm sure he wanted, but it's hard to. When you, you're playing behind Umar Balo and Azulis Tubelos on the roster, and then you've got Henry Visar and Borovichinen. So we'll see what happens there. It's still early, um, and a lot of guys have to decide for themselves what they want to do. And all I have to say is trust in Tommy Lloyd to build this roster right. He had the best seats in the house to watch what went down to Princeton. He knows what Arizona needs. As for who Arizona needs, Taryn Armstrong out of Cal Baptist has been a name that has been floating around and Arizona has reached out to. He's got great size with a 6'6 frame. Also, he just finished his sophomore year, so he could be here multiple years if he commits. He averaged 11 points a game, four and a half rebounds per game, and five assists per game. And theoretically, he could compete with KJ Lewis for that second starting guard spot, potentially in a two-guard lineup. That's if Pella is at the three. Or Armstrong could come off the bench as a great backup point guard. And he's he's just kind of somebody who controls the game well. Looks a little like Josh Giddy uh, for the Thunder. Just has the ability to make some incredible passes when he's put in this really tough position and he has to pick up his dribble. I was looking at his highlights and there were numerous times where he would sit there with the ball and somebody would cut and boom, he had this perfect pass to set them up. The only downside to Armstrong is he's a career 30% shooter from three. I'll take it though. If I'm getting everything else he offers and he works on his jump shot this summer. So he's a big priority for Arizona. Next, I really like Reese Dixon Waters from USC that entered the transfer portal because he's just a bucket getter. 
He's what Arizona needed against Princeton. Somebody to just score for you when you when the buttholes were tight and the tough get going. And I know, I know, he played at USC and most players want to leave the conference that they're in when they transfer, but it's not always the case. Look at football. USC stole Dorian Singer from Arizona. It happens more and more. But going back to Reese, he scored double digits 13 times this year coming off the bench for USC. He'd probably want to start right away, which, hey, could happen next to Boswell. He's six foot five, just finished his sophomore year. So like Armstrong, he would have a couple years of eligibility. In his freshman year, he shot 46% from three. 46%. Now, this year it was obviously going to drop, and it did, but it dropped to 29%, which is really interesting. He's not really much of a passer, too. So he'd come on strictly to do what I said, become a bucket getter. I'll still take him. Arizona needs offense. Now, I don't know if Arizona is interested in him. That's just somebody that I've kind of come up with who uh, entered the transfer portal today or within the last 24 hours. So that's what I think Arizona needs. Obviously, Tommy Lloyd is going to have his eyes on guys. And I just, I trust in Tommy completely to build this roster because that was not the showing you want in the tournament. And I don't know if he told Kirk Carissa, you know, you're not one of the guys anymore that I need on this team, or, you know, maybe he let him down softly. Who knows? I mean, all I know was Kirk Carissa was just getting all kinds of hate on social media, not even from us, you know, Arizona fans, but from just people of other fan bases, just calling him out on his crap. And I don't, I don't like that. Like, don't, don't make it personal with the dude. He lost, he didn't play good. You know, you're just, you're just an ass if you do that. So I don't know. We'll see what Arizona does with this roster because I have a feeling we are not going to even recognize it anymore. I have a feeling that they're going to bring in either a lot of guys from the transfer portal or who knows, you could potentially have somebody pull a Kylan Boswell and uh, reclassify. So just keep an eye out for all of that. It's still really early to tell. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Mark Titus for hitting the nail on the head with saying that there was one name for Notre Dame to hire back in January when we all first got wind that Mike Bray was leaving. And that name was Micah Shrewsbury out of Penn State. And with the run that they had in the Big Ten tournament and then winning against Texas A&M and giving Texas a game, it just cemented it that he was going to be desirable for uh, a lot of programs. And he's Notre Dame's guy. And then my next shout out is to Slick Rick Patino, who got hired at St. John's and was shown at the press conference, you know, posing next to the priest, which is super ironic for a guy that was pinned for all the things he's been pinned for. I don't even want to get into that, but you know what? He's a new man. He's come a long ways coaching overseas and Iona. And now, you know what? He's in the big East. And if that doesn't make you interested in the big East, given the coaching that they already had there, then I don't know what does, especially with all the shuffling that we've had with Ed Cooley now going to Georgetown, leaving Providence. A lot of, lot of people mad about that one, but I ain't going to get into that. But anyways, 
Going back to Rick Pitino, he immediately brought up John Calipari in his interview with ESPN saying that he needs to get a fourth school to the final four because they each have three so that he can surpass Cal and get him off his resume. And it's just, that's hilarious to see. And that is the content that we need in college basketball. We need those two locking it down for us. And hey, a home and home series between Kentucky and St. John's would be awesome because if you're Rick Pitino, you're used to going into homes. So you know what I mean? So that's going to do it for today's show. Um, I just kind of wanted to do a little mini episode considering, you know, we had two guys on the same day enter the transfer portal. And so we'll see what happens. You never know with Arizona, but I have a feeling that this roster is just going to look a lot different and I'm okay with it, to be honest. It just, they needed change. And if Tommy Lloyd can get his guys in there, they'll be okay. Thank you all so much for listening. And you know what? Have a good Sweet 16. Have a good Elite Eight. And by the end of the weekend, we're going to have four teams. And it's going to be insane. Because to me, the games weren't exactly super close in the round of 32 and the round of 64, obviously, besides you know a few. We had the Furman-Virginia game that was so far the game of the tournament. And then I would say uh, Purdue losing to Fairleigh Dickinson, which Arizona fans just rejoiced at that happening because that took the attention off of Arizona immensely. But besides those games, it wasn't super close as far as just any, any just butthole clenching games that were super intense going back and forth. Like there was a couple, but I think it's the games that are going on here. Uh, Today is Wednesday. I'm recording on a Wednesday. So the games that are going on tomorrow, I think are going to be huge. They're going to be super fun. I'm looking forward to Gonzaga UCLA. I think it sucks that we have to lose a West coast team in that game. I would just wish one of them was, you know, in another region, but I don't know if anybody can stop UCLA right now. By the time you listen to this, you may be thinking to yourself, oh yeah, you're wrong. You know, Gonzaga pounded UCLA or maybe it was a great game. You never know. So I think UCLA is going to win that. I just think they have it this year. I could easily see them going to the final four, but that's it for today. So I'll see you next time. Have a great week and bear down.